Welcome, my pretties. Please do come inside, grab a beer, and have a seat, because things are about to get spooky. Hello and welcome to the Spook Inn. I am your host, Zap, and this is a show where we drink beer and talk about horror movies. Today on the show, I'm drinking Chucky, a Keller Wit beer from Elysian Brewing Company, and talking about Chucky. Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Chucky, a killer wheat beer from Elysian Brewing Company. As I said, it's a 5.3 ABV, 20 IBUs, which is Halloween H2O 20 years later on our horror IBU scale. Uh, It is a pumpkin wheat beer with cranberry, saturated with blood, red cranberry juice, and entangled with pumpkin that's been mangled into puree. The beer is light in color with spine-chilling flavors of chamomile and cinnamon. Immediately when I saw this guy advertised on, I think, Instagram ad or something, I saw this pop up, I had to run out and find it because I love me some Chucky. And we'll get more into that later. But So on the can, we have a zoomed-in face of Chucky. Uh, You just see, like, his eyebrows down to a Just below his chin, he's holding a knife that is uh, stained with blood, it looks like. And it says on the side, Nothing screams Halloween quite like Chucky. In celebration of the second season of the TV series, USA Network and Sci-Fi paired up with Lysian Brewing Company to bring something killer to life. Just like the iconic style, the beer will be your friend till the very end, saturated with blood red, all that I just read. Um, it is the perfect combination of everything you love about the season. Even Chucky would agree. This is a true classic that never goes out of style. Just below that it says, Elysian Brewhouse, we opened our doors in 1996 when bold art and music defined Seattle. We carry that same spirit in the way, of, in the way we brew our beer. It's about taking chances, learning from our missteps, and changing perceptions. Pull up a bar stool at elysianbrewing.com or call 844-HOPLINE. Interesting. I wonder if that's probably just customer service line. Uh, but Elysian, I believe they're owned by Anheuser-Busch these days. But it's still, I'm very excited that they teamed up with a serial killer doll and perfect for the Halloween season which I am actually recording this a couple days before Halloween, but I know this won't be released for months, most likely. Um, But I'm excited to try this pumpkin wit beer with cranberries. As for the color of the beer, it is like a golden orange color. I was hoping for a Clyde's Ghost on our Geek SRM just to stay spooky, but I think it if I'm being honest, it's probably a Star Fox's fur. It's just right in between the two. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Star Fox's fur, even though I want to say Clyde's a ghost. But I don't want to lie to you listeners. Uh, let's take a sniff and see if we can get any of that pumpkin. Not getting much off the glass. Let me look at the can. Definitely getting the wit beer smell. It's a nice wheat. But as for... The cranberries and pumpkin, they're not really coming through. 
nor is it just chamomile or cinnamon. Let me take my first sip of the day. Mm. It's nice and cool and crisp. Definitely not getting all those extra flavors. Maybe, yeah, the pumpkin is very limited, as is the cranberry. There are definitely some flavors there, because it's not just a basic wit beer, but it's hard to really distinguish any of the flavors out from each other. I can't be, I, if I was just taking a sip of this without reading the description, I wouldn't be able to tell you it was pumpkin or cranberry, which is okay, because I'm, uh, I'm not a huge pumpkin beer head anyway. I may have already said that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Let me see what I can find on the untapped about it before we get too far ahead. There is a slight bitterness to it. I'm like a cranberry bitterness on the back end that I'm noticing the more I drink, but still not too much pumpkin. So far, there's only 565 check-ins or ratings I should say uh, and that's a 3.56 average I have zero friends so far unfortunately so let me just scroll through and see if anybody said anything that I could agree with or disagree with uh, Jeff K says nice seasonal that doesn't overpower with an abundance of pumpkin spice which is what I would say too and they gave it a three and a half Alejandro Eh, tasted like a Miller Lite with a slight pumpkin tinge, 2.75. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree too much there. It's kind of just a basic light, more of a wit beer but flavor, but it, yeah, it's just kind of basic. Lindsay says, this says pumpkin and cranberry, but I don't really get either of those and gave it a three. Luis, Luis or Louise, I'm not sure how they say it. Very light pumpkin and cranberry flavors, smooth, much better than I expected, three and a half. And I'm going to stick around that same area. Uh, I have already checked it in, and I gave it a 3.75, mostly for the can art. Uh, if this was just a basic old beer that I picked up without chucking on it, it might be like a 3.25 or 3.5. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just nothing special, and the ingredients they say that are in it don't really come through. But uh, yeah, it's a decent wheat, wit beer, but nothing special. Uh, if you like Chucky, just get it and keep the can for your collection, but uh, it, it's not a must-drink for anybody. Pumpkin fans aren't going to be happy with it. I guess pumpkin un people that don't like pumpkin aren't even going to bother with it because it says pumpkin on it, so I'm not sure who it's actually for. I guess Chucky fans. All right, let's talk about Chucky. Uh, Child's Play is a horror slasher media franchise created by Don Mancini. The film's mainly focuses on Charles Lee Ray, a.k.a. Chucky, a, nor a notorious serial killer who escapes death by performing a voodoo ritual to transfer his soul into a good guy doll. The original Child's Play film was released on November 9, 1988, the film has spawned six sequels, a television series, a remake, comic books, a video game, and tie-in merchandise. The first, second, and fourth films were huge box office successes, with all of the films earning over $182 million worldwide, including revenues from sales of videos, DVDs, 
video on demand, and merchandise. The franchise has generated over $250 million. It also won a Saturn Award for Best Horror Franchise. Overall, I really enjoyed the Child's Play franchise. Uh, I will get into my rankings here shortly, but just an overall opinion. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, I love that Don Mancini has been heading up this franchise since the beginning, and every sequel builds on the previous movie, and also Chucky the series continues the story with characters from all the way back to the first movie. Brad Dourif has been voicing Chucky since the beginning. He does a great job. And also, in the later movies, his daughter Fiona Dourif has uh, taken up a huge role. So, making it a family affair. You also got Jennifer Tilly in there in some of the later half of the series. She's fantastic. I love when she pops up. She's a lot of fun. And then, like I said, Andy was the child from the first movie. He pops up back in like the last movie and in also in the series, along with some other familiar faces that I don't really want to spoil. I definitely recommend going through and watching all of the Child's Play movies. If you're into the horror stuff in the slasher genre, it's not scary. It's just fun to watch. And there's a lot of... It's, it's more lighthearted, but with also kind of brutal kills, which is the type of horror movie I'm into. It's not, as far as horror franchises go, this is not my number one, but because of the beer, I had to do this one first. And I'll talk about my number one series later on down the line once we get to it. Longtime listeners of Drink and Geek Out will know. Uh, should I get into stats? Let's get into some stats. Over, since, I'm going to say, since the first movie up through the first season of Chucky, because I have not started season two of Chucky yet, Chucky has killed 66 individuals. Child's Play 1 has four kills, two has seven, three has seven, Bride of Chucky has eight, Seed of Chucky has eight, Curse of Chucky and Call of Chucky both have six and the first season of Chucky has 20, with many of those coming in the season finale. Not to spoil it, I believe, or one of the later episodes, he goes on a killing spree and just kills a bunch of people in one room. Uh, it, but that that show averages about one kill per episode to like put a period on the episode. I guess they do like a nice ramp up to a kill. Um, now let's get into my ranking, shall we? And then we'll wrap this episode up. We'll try to keep these short, half hour or less. Uh, my number one Chucky movie is Child's Play 1 from 1988, the original that kicked off the series. It does a great job of introducing Brad Dourif as a criminal killer. And he also knows voodoo unexplained until much later in the series how he knows how to transfer his body into a doll before he dies because he's I think he's gunned down by the police who catch up with him and then most of the movie is him in the doll trying to get out of the doll into whomever I guess this episode is going to be full spoilers so don't if you don't want any spoilers then 
I'm like I'm trying to do it without spoilers, but it's kind of impossible to talk about this whole franchise without them. So I'm not going to really worry about that. Uh, but Andy gets this toy for Christmas. I want to say it's been a while since I've seen, so I don't remember all the details. And he uh, shortly finds out that the doll is alive, and the doll starts eventually reveals himself to be uh, Charles Lee Ray, the serial killer. And through the rules, the voodoo rules, whatever, he can transfer his body into the body of a human, the first human that learns his identity. So he is trying to transfer his body into Andy while killing babysitters and whoever else may get in his way. And that's the long and short of it. Uh, I love that one. And then my second favorite on the rankings would be Child's Play 2. Uh, picking up shortly after the first one, the doll is still after Andy. Even though he was destroyed in the first one, he gets uh, put back together. I think he gets destroyed in most of these movies and then somehow put back together. I believe in this one, in the previous one, he was melted down and then they just made a new doll out of him. And his soul went back into it. Pretty similar story to the first. It introduces, like, a, he's part of a foster family now because his mom gets taken away to a mental institution because she's claiming that there's a killer doll on the loose. And then Chucky shows up and kills his new family and tries to take him, his body into his soul again and then gets destroyed in the end. Then my third favorite Chucky movie is Bride of Chucky. This was the first movie I've seen in the Child's Play franchise. It came out in 1998 in my, I think I was in like eighth grade or something. This was prime time for horror movies for me around Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and all those coming out in this. I think Halloween H2O was around that time, which is interesting. But then Bride of Chucky reboots the franchise, but... Not really. Uh, Jennifer Tilly shows up, sews the doll back together who was chopped into pieces in Chucky 3. And uh, we learn that she's his old ex-girlfriend. And he kills her, puts her body into a doll in a bride. I don't remember what the line of that doll is. But then the two dolls fall in love and make a baby which leads to Seed of Chucky, which is not my next on the list. Next on the list is Curse of Chucky, which came out in 2013. It was direct to video. This is the one that introduces Fiona Dorif. She's in a wheelchair. And uh, I guess her sister and some other people are coming to visit. She's probably in her 30s or 40s. And... This doll shows up on her door unexplained, and it's like a brand new looking good guy doll. We later reveal that it is Chucky, obviously, uh, with like makeup on to make it look like he's a like a brand new doll, but he's actually got all the stitches and scars underneath once the makeup falls off, and he tries to kill everybody in this house. And there is some connection between the family. Uh, I can't remember what it was, why he wanted to be at that house. 
I guess there's a way because of some past connection that he could get out of the doll into her. Uh, but it's a nice return to like the original two child's plays, which are a little more tense and less jokey, a little darker, I guess. Then next on my list is Child's Play 3, which came out in 1991. This one is okay. It, it was lower on my list, but I've learned to love it over later years but it kind of does a time jump Andy's a little older played by a different actor he's in like a military camp uh for boys well and I guess there's not for boys because there are girls there uh but since he's like an orphan he's just put in this like school military school and then somehow Chucky ends up there and is stalking him he Chucky befriends another young boy that is at the school and Andy's trying to protect this young kid or save him but he also has like these asshole drill instructors that are constantly getting in his way and Chucky go- kills a lot of people and it's a big old fun time next is Cult of Chucky this is number six on my ranking it follows right up after Curse of Chucky Fiona Dorif is now in a mental institution because she said a doll killed her whole family. And uh, Chucky gets delivered to that mental institution and runs amok. And at this point, Chucky has learned how to split his soul into multiple dolls. So I think there are three different Chucky dolls. And now the series is really going full steam ahead. And that plays out in the series a lot more. Number seven on the list is Seed of Chucky. This one I've only seen once. It was kind of let down for me just because it goes real meta. There's like a Chucky movie being made. There, Jennifer Tilly comes back as the actress Jennifer Tilly and not like Tiffany. The doll still exists who Jennifer Tilly voices. And it's real confusing. I think the doll transfers her soul into the actor, act Jennifer Tilly. And now, <laughs> so she's back in human form. But I think the doll still exists as well. It's There's a lot going on. There's also Glenn and Glenda, the seed of Chucky. They're kind of transgender and split personality thing going on there. Uh, real confusing. It's like a less dark and gritty and more just weird family comedy with dolls and Jennifer Tilly. Real weird. Then last on my list, number eight, is Child's Play 2019. The reboot definitely doesn't count as in this. Like, it feels like an unrelated event. Mark Hamill is now voicing Chucky. Charles Lee Ray doesn't exist. There's no guy that transferred his soul into a doll. It's just like an AI gone bad. You see at the beginning, a disgruntled employee at the Good Guy Dolls factory turns off the safety features and basically turns the switch on the back of Chucky from good to evil. It's real stupid. Mark Hamill is doing like a really weird kid's voice the whole time. Even He's got like a sinister Joker voice that he can do. But the whole time he's just like, hi, I'm Chucky, you want to play? And it's, it, it's not good. Uh, Aubrey Plaza's good. Uh, Brian Tyree Howard is really good as like a security guard. Uh, the, the kids are older. They're like 
15, 14, something like that. They're not bad, but just the story is kind of dumb, and it's an unnecessary reboot with the original franchise still going, with these Chucky movies and the Chucky TV series going, and then they're trying to reboot it as like a separate thing. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and hopefully it just ends there. But that is my ranking. I can't really rank the series along with that, but I do recommend you checking out the show and just letting me know what you think about all the Chucky movies. Hit us up on Drinking Geek Out, which is where all the Digo Studios events take place. Pictures for the show will be there. Uh, check out our merch on T Public and Threadless. I'm going to try to put up some horror designs. Maybe they're already up there. Sorry, Jack. Chucky's back. I do have one final segment I want to get to before we end the show, and that is the music of Chucky. Uh, longtime listeners know, uh, or if you listen to Drink In Geek OST, that I'm a big fan of soundtracks, geeky soundtracks in like music and film. So uh, I wanted to touch on the some of the songs from the Chucky series, sticking mainly to like the main themes from each movie, just so we get a feel of the music from every era of Chucky and let's start with Child's Play 1 main theme this is composed by Joe Renzetti who also did the music for Poltergeist 3 in 88 and Freakin' Hooker in 1990 those are some of his other known works Uh, this is phenomenal and interesting that Poltergeist 3 is one of his other works because if you look at the original Child's Play poster and the Poltergeist 3 poster, they're eerily similar. But I love the chanting in the background and then also the uh, kind of mobile-style lullaby and it also has like an eerie tone to it. Also, one other thing I wanted to bring up are the taglines. So in my music segments, I'm going to talk about the movie taglines while we listen to the song in the background. So one of the taglines for this, the original tagline was, Andy Barkley has a new playmate who's in no mood to play. Which is pretty funny, um, considering that Chucky's main thing is, I'm Chucky, wanna play? A couple of the other taglines are, no one believes the truth or lives to tell it, which is very spoilery. You'll wish it was only make-believe. There's nothing nice about murder, and there's nothing innocent about child's play. Just too long, I think. Speaking of too long, this doll is killer. Uh, Pretty short, straight to the point. This one is very bad. Chucky is one mean SOB. I mean, that could be for any villain, I guess. And uh, lastly, when most people have nightmares, they dream of Freddy. When Freddy has nightmares, he dreams of Chucky, which I don't know where that tagline came from, but it's very stupid. 
I know what it's referring to, but very dumb. All right, let's move on to Child's Play 2 theme. I really love this theme, and it's very underrated. Got some train whistle. Kind of circusy. Really nice. Uh, this one is composed by Graham Revel. He's a New Zealand, a New Zealand musician and composer. He came to prominence in the '80s as leader of the industrial electric electronic group SPK. Uh, since the '90s, he's worked primarily as on as a film score composer, and some of his main films include *The People Under the Stairs*. Hard Target, the John Claude classic, The Crow, and Street Fighter, both done in 1994, and From Dust Till Dawn. Another good horror feel like. I love the eeriness of this one. A couple of the taglines for this the main one was Sorry Jack, Chucky's back, which, reading it, doesn't make a whole lot of sense but if you look at the poster for child's play 2 it's got chucky with some hedge clippers cutting off the head of a jack-in-the-box doll uh, the other one is it's playtime again two okay taglines let's move on to child's play 3 Out in '91, so it's got early '90s horror feel. The composers are Corey Leriosi and John D'Andrea. Uh, neither one of them had any other big film scores to note. This one's pretty un unoriginal. Not my favorite. Couple of taglines. Chucky has a new playmate. He's got a new little boy in this movie. Even though Andy's still hanging around, but Andy's not around to play anymore. Uh, there comes a time to put away childhood things, but some things won't stay put. Which, that one's pretty good because uh, Andy's a little bit older. The next one is Ch Chucky Goes Ballistic. Uh, pretty dumb. Another one is Look Who's Stalking. Because I'm guessing this came around about the same year as Look Who's Talking. So that one's kind of clever if you think of it in the timeline, but on its own, I don't know. It's dumb. Uh, and then lastly is Chucky Wants You, which is a reference to the military aspect of the film. Let's move on from this song, because I don't like it that much. Too bright of Chucky. Very late 90s. Uh, Graham Revel from Child's Play 2 is back doing the score. Uh, after this, a couple of his notable films are Idle Hands, Pitch Black, and 
I think he does all the Riddick movies. Uh, Larry Croft, Tomb Raider, Daredevil, Freddy vs. Jason, and then by the time we get to the 2000s, or 2010s and later, he doesn't have much. But this one has like a lot of that late 90s new metal feel that the movie has in it too, so it's pretty interesting. It's far from the original Chucky theme though. A couple of taglines. This time Chucky has a playmate of his own, which uh, if the last one was Chucky has a new playmate, I guess he always has a playmate, so it doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, here comes the bride. There goes everyone else. This Halloween, Chucky gets lucky. The honeymoon's gonna be killer. I like that one. That's probably my favorite. This time, there's more to fear. And lastly, Chucky found a lover of his own, which that one's pretty bad as well. Let's see what we got with Seed of Chucky. Back to some, sort of that mobile feel, but now it's because Chucky's got a baby and it's not like about Chucky stalking a child. This one is composed by Pino Donaggio, an Italian musician, singer, and composer of, the, of both film and television scores. A classically trained violinist. Ooh, there we go. There's that violin. It's a creepy violin. Donaggio is known for his collaborations with director Brian Del Palma, who does a lot of weird thrillers. He's an interesting director of his own. A few of his known works include Carrie, The Howling, and Snake Eyes, which I think all three of those are Brian De Palma films. I know for sure the last two are. Uh, a couple of taglines. Time to raise some hell. That one's really good, because... Uh, Chucky's raising a little hell demon of his own. Next one is Deliver Us Some Evil. Another pun on having an evil baby. Another one is Fear the Second Coming. And the last one is the grossest of them all. Get a load of Chucky. Because he, you know, blowed. Uh, let's move on. Here we have Curse of Chucky from 2013. Getting nice use of like the lullaby type music. This one comes from composer Joseph Lado Laduca. He's an American television. Ooh. That's the 2010 theme right there. That like loud screech that was common in a lot of horror films and uh, trailers this time and still to today. Uh, he's uh, best known for his work writing television scores for the series Spartacus, Leverage, Hercules, The Legendary Journey, Xena Warrior Princess, The Librarians, American Gothic, and Jack of All Trades. Originally an accomplished jazz guitarist in the Detroit area, area, 
Laduca frequently provides music for producer-director Robert Tappert, producer-director Sam Raimi, producer-director Dean Delvin, Devlin, and actor Bruce Campbell's film and series like the Evil Dead franchise. Uh, the tagline for this one, the one and only tagline I could find, Friends till the end, remember? Which is one of the things the doll says. Uh, let's go to the next song. I really like this one. Now we have Cult of Chucky. Again, same composer, Joseph Laduca. This one's a little bit creepier, which is fitting because the movie's a little creepier. It's the one that takes place in an insane asylum, so it definitely kind of feels that way. Kind of a psycho feeling. Uh, the tagline for this is, You may feel a little prick. And on the cover of the DVD art, it has Chucky holding a syringe. And uh, Chucky is a little prick, so that's another good, solid tagline. This also ha uh, is close to like a Danny Elfman score, I feel like. Alright, we got a couple more to go, so let's go to the remake first. Alright. This came out in 2019, as I said earlier. The composer is Bear McCreary, who's a famous American musician and composer of film, television, and video games based in Los Angeles, California. It's a little sillier, but it also sounds familiar. kind of like the the uh, jack-in-the-box type music kind of childish with some kids singing along and now we get spooky uh, you may know Bear McCreary as other works include the series Battlestar Galactica Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Outlander, The Walking Dead, In the Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, The Serpent Queen, the video game series Call of Duty, or the video game Call of Duty Vanguard specifically, God of War and Ragnarok, and the film Godzilla, King of Monsters, which was the second Godzilla recently released. One of the taglines is time to play, which is pretty solid. And then the other one is more than a toy. He's your best friend, which is very important to the plot of the movie. Uh, one other thing I want to mention is the if you look at the some of the teaser posters for this movie, they're pretty cool because this movie came out the same time as Toy Story 4. 
Uh, so they did this clever marketing where they took the Toy Story character posters and would add Chucky to them. So the Toy Story poster just has Woody on it, tipping his hat. And then right next to that, if you looked at the Child's Play poster, it would just be like Woody's severed arm and the hat laying on the ground. And you'd see like Chucky's foot walking out of frame. There's a whole series of them with Chucky dismantling the Toy Story toys in different ways, which uh, I recommend just Googling those posters. They're far better than the movie. And uh, I should also mention the Chucky TV series theme song, which is short and sweet. And coming right now. Kind of reminds me of like Dexter in a way. But uh, it's cool. Every episode has like a different visual element that goes along with that. And that was it. Uh, it's just, that one just def- has like a bunch of dolls, heads and severed limbs coming to form the name Chucky. And then other episodes will have like jack-o'-lanterns or like actual organs. So you'll a bunch of hearts or like a bunch of knives that are coming together just to form the Chucky name. And that one is also composed by Joseph LaDuca, who we mentioned earlier from the curse of Chucky and, uh, cult of Chucky, but that will do, uh, my music segment or finish my music segment. There's no tagline for the Chucky series at this time or that like, I'm guessing each season may have a tagline, but not. there's nothing for me to talk about regarding the taglines. What a clumsy way to end the episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Spookin' with Saf, and stay tuned to Drink and Geek Out for more of me talking about horror movies uh, throughout the coming months. I've got several episodes planned that I'm looking forward to recording. And uh, if there's any horror thing you would like me to cover, please reach out to us on our social medias, as I said earlier, at drinkingeekout or drinkingeekout at gmail.com. Um, but for this, as for this episode goes, I declare this meeting of Spookin' with Saf closed. Until next time, drink up and pleasant dreams, everyone. <laughs> Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.